Hallelujah. I want to give with you and your sister. I think her name's Deborah. <laughs> I don't even like Beck, but I love that, that song. That song is great, man. You need to download that shit right now if you don't have it. I want to take you up to Glendale. I want to take you for a real good meal. I said, lady, step inside my Hyundai. <laughs> Beck was pronouncing Hyundai right uh, years before that commercial. <laughs> Welcome to uh, episode 10 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff. After all we've done for After you. After all we've done for you. We're kicking it off uh, strong like that because yesterday we recorded a whole podcast. An entire an entire five hour long podcast. Yeah, we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast about death. <laughs> That's I'm, so hilarious. I'm not making this shit up. That is hilarious. And uh, it wasn't nearly as funny as we thought it would be. And <laughs> it ended up me trying to cut my wrist with, a, with an old paper clip. And we just decided we needed to re-record. So that's why we're on TV today. We, we didn't even do a uh, grab bag. We... <laughs> We were so distracted by how shitty it was that it wasn't that we conscientiously decided not to do grab bag. It's that it was even in the notes right in front of me. I just forgot well, about it. Groove just was like, okay, I got to go. Bye. That's how, it, that's how it ended. So that's the lost episode. And maybe one day when uh, they're clearing out our vaults, they'll release it and say, yeah. Oh. And say, oh, they weren't lying. This wow, is the really shittiest episode ever recorded. You know, in the middle of it, I was thinking, because we've had a couple people say, you know, um, your your podcast is better than, like, other people's, you know, that, like, people will be, like, searching through podcasts and, like, try to listen to a couple, but it's, like, kind of, like, shitty, yeah. you know, that, like, a lot of podcasts are shitty. Yeah. And especially, like, the homegrown ones of dudes that don't really know what they're talking about, whatever, whatever. And they're like, you know, um, yours is the best I've found from doing those types of organic searches or whatever. Yours is the best of the shitty ones. Right, right. But so as we were recording that yesterday, and it was, like, real – oh, it was so bland – it was so bland. And, And we weren't laughing. We weren't even being funny to each other. And um and I thought, is this what is this what the other podcasts sound like? Yeah. You know, that is is somebody gonna listen to this and be like, Oh my god <laughs> Like these guys are ridiculous. I just, so yeah, I feel so much pressure now because, you know, people everybody says your yours is the greatest podcast I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's better even than the Ricky Gervais podcast. It's better than This yeah. American Life and more insightful. And it's yeah. You know. Yeah. So we we can't let our fans down. Uh, although our fans are letting us down because the listenership has dropped off by like seventy five percent. We yep. did the music episode and nobody downloaded it. So we had a, uh, almost five hundred downloads, unique downloads for episode eight, and then episode nine rolls around. We don't even get a hundred. We miss a hundred by three. So what the hell is going on? Um, get back to listening. And I understand that if you didn't download episode 9, you probably didn't download episode 10, so you don't even hear me talking about yeah, this. it doesn't matter. But, We're done. Yeah. 
Mm. If we don't break 100 downloads, we're not going to do episode 11. How about that? So tell your friends. Yeah, that's the really way to threaten them there. <laughs> Our shitty podcast will not come out next week. Well, you just they don't know how lucky they have it, because we could have released that shitty thing we recorded yesterday, and we didn't. So. We could have. We do... <laughs> Take pride in this, uh, or at least take pride in, in 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 presenting the best product that we can muster. Yeah, um, and uh, and so it was a, it was really funny because as you guys know from listening to the show, I'm always concerned that Joey's going to quit. And um, and yesterday after we recorded it, I walked out of the room because I had some company coming over, and and that's kind of why I had to get off the phone to, or off this you know recording so quick is because they were heat. Yeah. Thanks, company. Entertain, yeah, and um, <laughs> so, uh, but I thought, you know, after five minutes of sitting out there and like not really paying attention to what was going on because all I could think about was how horrible <laughs> yeah. that episode was, and that you were probably editing it and thinking, oh my god, and sending it on to Kevin DeLeon, our webmaster, Kevin DeLeon Photography dot com, that it would get published before I could call you and say, hey, maybe we shouldn't publish this episode yeah. you know and um, I, and so yeah. i called you and left you a message and then you called me a little while i didn't even later listen to the message i just like called you back and was like uh, i've been thinking we shouldn't release that but i was see i was concerned because you is pulling teeth just to get you to record one episode so to get you to record two episodes in one week is like it was that's how bad yeah, it was we, we, were, we were both thinking at the same time that uh that it was so bad we shouldn't release it it was like the it was like the gift of the Magi, really. The yeah. story by o. Henry, you know. Actually, it was nothing like that, but. Oh, God. Papa's getting crazy on Twitter. He's trying to start a real dialogue on Twitter between you and him. Me? Just like, yeah. About what? Yeah. <laughs> About what? Oh, no. Billy in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Corgan is losing his mind because he's tweeting about shamans healing him. So uh, I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> dignify that from Papa. I love Papa, but well, for future reference, Twitter is not a place to have a serious dialogue. No. It's serious. not a place to, for Billy Corgan to spout off his dumb bullshit. Um, the real reason I was like, you spout off a ton of your dumb bullshit. Well, I'm not Billy Corgan, am I? I don't want to know what the real real Billy Corgan is like. Disappoint me. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So, so I didn't want to. Well, what? the ahead. thing that I was most disappointed in yesterday is that I didn't want to let our number one fan down, the crappy mm. podcast, because she really, she's really the number one fan this week. Um. Our number one fan is uh, Miss, my friend Miss. She's actually was friends with my girlfriend, and now I've gotten to know her, and she's a really cool person. And uh, she actually listened to, I think, the first episode maybe, but then she just she didn't get into it or something. But then for whatever reason, last week, she just like listened to the music episode, and then she downloaded all the other episodes, and she just was like sending... Maria, my girlfriend, text messages like, your boyfriend's podcast is hilarious. I'm loving it. I'm getting in trouble at work for laughing so loud. His sidekick groove sounds sexy. Yeah, yeah I don't think she said that, but we can... I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, you probably just didn't get word. Yeah, about. probably. I'm, I'm pretty sure she did. Um, I'm pretty sure. She did. But she, I, the biggest compliment that she gave us was that she was disappointed that she listened to them all because then she had no more awesome IOL TOS podcasts to listen to. And that's that's really that, I mean, I can relate to that because I I binge on on um, entertainment. Yeah, if you will, on like television. <clears throat> and stuff, and I'll I'll watch you know an entire season on on like DVD instead of watching it in weekly and well, there's nothing the better show. than getting on the hype of a show late. Like I don't even look, I don't even watch new shows, and perhaps no. that's bad because it causes new shows to get canceled if people don't watch them. But um, uh, well, think about the new shows. Right. <laughs> Probably the cleaner. Too, but yeah, but I like there's nothing better than getting on the hype of some awesome show, like The Wire, which I got on after the whole show was done, oh, and catching up on it all, like just sitting down and watching it and just being obsessed with it for like a month, watching you know, it every day. The, the, the thing about The Wire, I have gotten to the point now, I own all five seasons on DVD, and I've gotten to the point now where I want to watch it again. Yeah, me too. The only, the only bad thing is that disc four of season one got um, annihilated by Mackenzie's dog. Oh, that's and I so I don't know what to do. I, you I, can Netflix I don't know what that disc. Do. Just go ahead and Netflix it. And have it ready, and then never just never return that Netflix disc. Yeah, it got so lost. Pay for it. <laughs> can you do that? Yeah. Can you? Yeah, like, you can totally can do that. I'm not saying I have before. <laughs> but I'm saying it's possible to do that. <laughs> oh shit! I just oh. Well, I tell you, man. Like one of the, like, there's some shows that are just better. To, I, I read this article about how TV has changed because it used to be every episode of a TV show was self-contained, you know, because yeah. uh, in syndication they would show them out of order and things like that. So sitcoms and things. That's why everything's solved in 30 minutes, you know. Uh, but yeah. now TV has don't even remember you're not even supposed to remember as a viewer what happened last episode. right and now tv has changed so much and like the shows that are one big story like i love the fact that i didn't start watching the sopranos until there was two seasons left and that show if you've never watched that show one episode after the other i really think you've missed out on a lot because the thread is so like, you know, slow and, and winding through that show. And it's really is good to watch them one after the other. Lost is the yeah. same way. Um, I really wish I'd have just... I kind of wish I'd have never watched Lost and just left it at that. Yeah. But yeah. if I were going to watch Lost, I would rather just have the whole series be over and watch it from the beginning, you know? I would, I would really like Lost to be contained in 30 minutes. That would be great. Yeah, if we could solve the problem. If, if it, was just, it was like just the Cosby one. show. Just one episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, like, all five seasons. Yeah, let's just finish it up in 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, if you got to do it in an hour, fine. Do it in an hour. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure you can answer all the fucking questions in 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. It is not... Uh, oh, but, hey, I want to roll okay. back to this number one fan thing real quick. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, people are probably asking themselves, well, how does somebody get to be number one fan? Like, how did Miss get to be number one fan? And basically, you just have to be awesome. <laughs> you know? And that's what Miss is awesome, and she's number one fan. So there you go. What were you worried about? Um, you worried hey, you should check out her website if you want to read some of her writing. It's uh, justonemiss.com. 
She's a writer, and uh, I don't know. She's got some good stuff on there, so check it out. Miss as in M-I-S-S. M-I-S-S, yes. Just one Which, miss. You know, com. I, I wonder, is her name Miss? Miss Miss. Miss Mrs. Miss. Hey, Miss Miss. Miss Miss. I want to get with you. And sister, I think her name's Deborah. <laughs> um, yeah, so now Miss is number one fan of IOLTO. Obviously, Papo is getting really hype on the shaman thing because he just, he knows I'm recording, but he just sent me a message in Gchat that says, have you ever fasted? <laughs> I've fasted, but not for like any kind of reason. I fasted because I didn't have no money to buy any food. I fasted because I was a wrestler in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a vision quest. <laughs> Did, you, that, you know, that's like the only like Hollywood movie ever made about high school wrestling. Vision Quest. Is vision Quest, and it is almost the worst movie ever made. And at the same time, about the best movie ever made. It's one of yeah. those where it's so bad he did, it's he good. He loves that one. He loves that one. The wrestling coach is like this overweight 50-year-old, and he wears a polo shirt and a singlet underneath it, so he doesn't have shorts on. He's got, like, the singlet, like, tight ah. neck shorts oh. and a white polo shirt over it, and he wears a whistle, too, around his neck at all times, at all times. And, like, he'll cut – there was, like, a fight in one scene that broke out in the parking lot, and he ran out there and broke up the fight, and he said, save it for the mat. Save so, it for the mat. We should call you, this episode a, save it for the mat. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, you want to? You, you may want to put that in your queue, your Netflix queue. Vision Quest is an awesome movie. It's a it's a love story and a and a story about um you know uh, achieving your dreams. I'm gonna have to check it out. You need to. It's on the same plane as like Can't Buy Me Love and The Warriors. If you have not seen those two movies, Can't Buy Me Love is the probably the best. Story ever made. Yeah, and it's got Dream Boy Patrick. <laughs> and the Warriors is the second best love story ever made. <laughs> the chicks are packed. So, sorry. It's amazing. <laughs> so amazing. So amazing. Super fan B Fish sent me a text. She was at a baseball game, and apparently some. Uh, one of the guys, when he goes up to, you know, because they play different songs when people go up to bat or whatever, and his song was, it's amazing. So amazing. Oh, uh, that would be disappointing if you didn't do anything amazing, though. If you just went up there and struck out. <laughs> That's amazing. <clears throat> not amazing. This guy is not amazing. <laughs> Speaking of Vision Quest, I think my cats are going on Vision Quest out in our garage. <laughs> my cat, we have three cats in our house. Two of the cats are mine and one's my roommate, but my roommate's cat always wants to go into the garage for some reason. And now he's got the, my boy cat, Jadis, he's got him hooked on going in the garage. And they, they go to the door and they like fiend for it. They just whine and whine and whine in front of the door. And I let them out there and I close the door and it is, I don't know if you realize this, but it is hot as hell outside right now. I don't know if you've it been is. outside lately. I'm sweating inside just thinking about how hot it is outside. It is hot outside, and as you can imagine, it's even hotter in our garage. 
get as hot <laughs> as can be in our garage. And those cats, they want to go. They go out there for like six hours at a time. I swear they're out there having a vision quest. They're out there smoking peyote. They're yeah. I go out they're there, into I've caught them. I, I walk out there. There's a funny smell in the air. They're all looking discombobulated. <laughs> <laughs> they like, you know. They're lo- looking at each other, and then looking at you, and then looking at each other again, like eyes. walking around. Yeah, and they look like they're covering something up. They come inside, and they're just starving to death. Like, oh, my cats are out there getting high. <laughs> have vision yeah. quests in the garage. Oh, man. Chrysler, what are you doing out there in that garage? Bro, you got to come check it out. You got to come check out the garage, bro. So, uh, speaking of cats, I actually um, I posted an ad on Craigslist yesterday to um, – to find a new home for these cats, and because uh, they've been telling me they just they they're like, dude, you got to get us out of here. This is boring and it's scary. So we just go from boredom to terror every day, and uh, and I actually got a hit. I got somebody emailed me back wants to actually just have one cat, which I'm not gonna. That's not gonna fly. I was like, we can talk about it, but you once you come over here and meet these cats, you're gonna want them both. But it's some lady. She's got like a two-year-old son. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. They're coming over here tomorrow and uh, to meet the cats. And I'm not going to split them up, but I am trying to find a new home for them. It'll be uh, much better for them not to have to deal with this asshole dog. Podcast takes another oh, depressing turn. <laughs> this dog is not amazing. Not amazing. So I had I, I thought about something today when I got up to uh, go make some coffee. Uh, I was thinking about an experience I had in the grocery store the other day, where I, yeah. I looked down and I realized that I was dressed sort of like uh, you, you know the final scene in a I think it's the final scene in Pulp Fiction where um, John Travolta and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, well, it's, it's after they drop off the body that's for sure and the wolf comes yeah out they have to get rid of their clothes and so then they're wearing like these horrible like. Uh, Little shorts and uh, like crappy UC t-shirt. Santa Cruz volleyball. Yeah, just like yeah. crappy clothes that nobody should be seen out in. Just stuff that you would just wear to like, I don't know, wash your car in or something. You know, <laughs> if you wash your car hidden. Yeah, you don't want anybody to see you washing your car in this. And I realized like, I was out the other day, actually, and I looked down and I was like wearing these like real shitty like eighty soccer shorts. The elastic was all messed up in, and I could hardly keep them up. Umbros? They weren't Umbros. They were, like, Nikes or something, but they were pretty much like that. What happened to Umbro? I don't know, bro. That's... <laughs> oh, are they? That shit was hot. It was hot. Everybody had some... You can't even get soccer shorts like that anymore. Trust me. I've tried. No. Um, they were... They, they cost... They probably cost, like, five pennies to make. Yeah. They were the, that was the thinnest material ever made. Yeah, definitely. Ever made. Um, and so I'm wearing like this, like I'm wearing like a duckhead shirt, I think. <laughs> my duckhead <laughs> shirt, my prized the duckhead shirt, and, uh, and on the front it says duckhead and it's got the duckhead, and on the back it's got the tail and it says duckhead. Yeah, tail. you've seen my shirt. It's really that's yeah. really unique. That was really like witty in the eighties. <laughs> Ducktail. Um. So I'm wearing this like awful outfit. I look down and I'm like immediately embarrassed. Like it's like I've 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 realized that I'm naked. You know those dreams <laughs> where you're out somewhere and you realize you're naked. And so I'm mm-hmm. just like kind of trying to cover myself up. People are staring at me. And so I just like I wanted to see what you hear. Like my thing is is that I I live at home. I mean I work at home. 
I'm here all day, and so I don't really go out a whole lot during the week. I go to the grocery yeah. store and stuff, so I find myself, like, slipping into this, like, I don't give a shit what I'm wearing mm-hmm. sort of thing. And mm-hmm. part of it is that uh, I have a girlfriend, yeah. and so who the fuck do I have to impress anymore? Letting myself go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really letting yourself go. Got the girlfriend, go. letting myself go, don't care. Not trying to impress mm-hmm. anybody. Um, but I wondered if you had the same experience of uh, wearing well, things that you probably shouldn't in public. So. Yeah, you know, after episode seven where I talked about being wildly uncomfortable in a T-shirt, I've made a, uh, a like a conscious effort to try to wear T-shirts. Yeah. And and um, and what happens? This is what happens. You get comfortable wearing a T-shirt, then all of a sudden you get comfortable wearing athletic shorts. Yeah. And I find myself, I actually, I, you know, I had this company come over yesterday. It was actually um, uh, previous number one fan, Nancy Rucker's little sister, Anna Rucker, come over and visit for a little bit. And she was helping her friend. Uh, she drove her friend from college to the, somewhere in Raleigh to get her green card. Or So she had her green card, but she lost it. So she had to go through this process of getting it back again or something like that. And, um <clears throat> Which I wonder what a green card actually looks like. It's green. Is it like, yeah? But is it how big is it? Mm, it's about the size so of like, a basketball. <laughs> if I was to put a playing card in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, <laughs> how big would the green card be in relation to that? Uh, yeah. No. The uh, um um. So they came over and visited, and I realized as they pulled didn't up, didn't have any pants on. I was. I was wearing athletic shorts and a T-shirt, and I had been wearing that for two days. Not not just athletic. I've been wearing the same T-shirt and athletic shorts for two days. So see, that's how it starts, know. and then you're wearing cut-off jean shorts and uh, goose-down vest. You know, <laughs> it just I don't know. It gets worse as you get older, and I, I mean, you just. You, you understand now why you see old old men wandering around with just like weird clothes on. Weird you know, clothes. you're just like, how yeah. could I, I would never be like that? You know, squinty eyes. I look down and I have a necktie on and some tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> I got a tuxedo t-shirt on and and jean cutout shorts <laughs> that are actually cargo shorts too. Yeah, but I cut them too high that the cargo pockets actually don't have a bottom. <laughs> That's an awesome book. Stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can relate to that, and I've, I've tried to, tried to get back to my business casual, um, dress code, um, fitness cas, business casual, casual. Um, yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, we need to do a number one hater again this week. I think I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and, and make it Owen again because <laughs> he's been such a hater this week. Is he? Uh, We're gonna put him in the pantheon now. He doesn't like being number one hater, but he does like being talked he, about. Yeah, he does kind of like being number one hater. <laughs> he really likes it. He thinks it's a little bit harder. Yeah, just tougher. MMA. 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 He's been he's been continuing with his MMA uh, lessons. Yeah, and uh, he's he's learning how to shoot a single leg now. He's talking talking real tough. He's a hard legger now. He's a, it, dude, he's, dude goes to a couple MMA classes and he forgets that he has a lower back tattoo. <laughs> uh, Which, 
you know, I love you. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong, wrong with at that. All. He's got this thing going, just so you know, listeners, that um, he's going to come to my wedding and fight me on the day of my wedding. That's his. That's what he talks about. He's going to come fight me on the day of my wedding. And just yesterday, he mentioned that he was going to fight Joey and me at the same time. Yeah. Which he can't even fight me, but he could probably fight Joey. He couldn't fight me. That man is. <laughs> you've seen that man. He's dangerously thin, as my girlfriend says. He's been talking a lot of stuff. He's talking about grabbing my girlfriend's boobs at the wedding and stuff. Ooh. Seriously, man. I told him he could, but I had to be able to punch him in the throat. And he's like, well, that's the chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> he, is, he has a um, he had his, has an Adam's apple literally the size of an apple. Yeah, it is. He looks like so, Ichabod like, Crane <laughs> from the Disney movie. <laughs> from the Sleepy Hollow animated. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. It's a Disney animation. They they've got to exaggerate one feature of somebody's body so it it looks different than somebody else, you know, so you can tell the characters apart. And Ichabod Crane, the thing they exaggerated to tell him apart was the Adam's apple, and he does. He looks just. I'm like gonna, that. I gotta write this down because I gotta tweet that. <laughs> Check out the Twitter feed, twitter.com/iolts for show notes. And you'll see a picture of them. Maybe I'll put a picture of Owen next to Ichabod Crane. I sure hope you do. Sure, it's Adam's apple. Uh, it's a shame that the, the great medical disaster has not gone through their photo shoot yet. So you can put some sweet photo shoot pictures that. of his band up. Which, if you're a heavy metal band and you're doing a photo shoot, um, you might want to double check whether or not you want to be a pop band instead. Yeah. Clave might want to check them out, man. Clay, yeah. Clave, check out this band that they, there's nothing to hear from. <laughs> yeah, when they finally record something, you might be able to listen to them. But until then, you just got to wait and get hype on the great medical disaster. Yeah. Super fan Clave, uh, you know, he's doing some more comics. You need to check him out. I'll throw his Twitter, uh, his little uh, feed up there again on the Twitter. Doing some comics. Just bought himself a, an aquarium. Just to update you guys. Blaze bought <laughs> himself so you know. an aquarium, and he's about to put fish in it today. So I'm really excited about that. He said the aquarium opens at 10 a.m., yeah. <laughs> which is about an hour from where, when we're recording I like right what he's now. Doing with that. I'm like really excited about that. Maybe he'll do some comics about his fish. Maybe he will. He needs to do more Maybe comics about us. <laughs> Obviously. Um, a weekly comic picture, one 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 panel picture of what we talk about yeah. that week. So, um, well, speaking of pop, uh, I guess we can get into um, the rapture <laughs> and um, what's happening these days, uh, or th- what's happened over this past week, which has really been a startling week. You want to go ahead and lead into it's that? It's been an emotional week. We had several celebrities pass away: Ed McMahon, mm-hmm. Fair Fawcett. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson and Billy Mays. Billy Mays. Wow, you did that in order of death. I did. Yeah, not, I'm good like not that. maybe order of importance. <laughs> maybe not really. As poor Billy Mays, I feel bad for him because his 15 minutes of fame weren't even up yet. Not even fair. He was on like minute 13. He was. He had a good two minutes <laughs> left. He was peaking. He had just gotten that ESPN 360 commercial. Yeah. 
which was I, I thought it was a great commercial. One thing about ESPN, I mean, I kind of get tired of it, you know, because like how much Sports Center can you watch? But their ads are hilarious. They are, and they did a really good job with the Billy Mays ESPN 360 commercial. It was. If you haven't seen it, try to we'll try to get a YouTube. You know, you arrived when you're appearing in an ironic uh, ESPN commercial as yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, uh, so he's in a class with LeBron. 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 That's amazing. Um, yeah. So he's he's gone, and I'll tell you, man, the the Michael Jackson thing it definitely affected me because growing up, I was born in 1978, so um, you know Michael Jackson was a part of my experience growing up as far as his solo career, and definitely a part of like my sister my sister's life because she's. Ten years older than me, I think. Um, she loved Michael Jackson, and uh, one of my fondest memories of my sister is she snuck me out of the house when Thriller came out because they played it late at night. They wouldn't play it during prime time. And she, uh, yeah. I tweeted about this, but she uh, she snuck me out of the house because we didn't have MTV anyway. Um, we didn't have cable at the time, and uh, I think I was like six years old or something when. Thriller came out, but she snuck me out of the house and took me to the snowcap drive-in, nice. and uh, we watched Thriller on their little TV set there. And I don't know, it's one of my earliest memories, actually. Did you just sit there at the snowcap and watch MTV until Thriller came on, or was there a particular time when they would be like, "And we're going to show Thriller at 8 p.m." I think they showed it at like 10. I think, man, and I think it was one of those things that was so popular they just showed it like back to back. Yeah. Because I mean, the 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 long version of the of the video is like twenty minutes long or something. I think. Yeah. Well, I remember back in the day watching the documentary about making mm-hmm. the music video. I can't remember who directed it, but it was some like Landis, Jonathan it, Landis, I think. Okay. But uh, yeah, they that's what they would show. They would show the video, then they would show making of the video, then they would show the video again. Mm. And on and on, you know. Yeah. So. Well. I, uh, you know, my personal MJ experience was, um, I, I've, I've never been a lucky person. I've never been one to win any kind of sweepstakes or be caller number nine or anything like that. Yeah. But I did, um, one time actually win a CD off the radio because I was listening to the radio and, um, it was Michael Jackson's history. His, it was his story. His, his story, yeah. or it was history. He was making history for sure, and um, it was the double disc, and they were both gold. One of them was the new stuff, you know, the song he did with Janet Jackson, and they were in the spaceship the whole time. Scream, the UFO, yeah. Scream, and um, <clears throat> and the other disc was all his. It was like his greatest hits, and I hadn't really ever listened to too much. I was familiar enough with Michael Jackson, but it was, you know, it was, you know, that was when I. I was in middle school, and he had just come out with that. So, you know, if that gives you context. And I found myself listening to the older stuff on repeat all the time. And embarrassingly enough, you know, it's probably not that embarrassing because I assume every single person has done this at one point in their life. But I would put on his older stuff because I only liked his older stuff. Booyah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I would dance in front of the mirror. And I would lip sync the songs. Man, it's typically "Man in the Mirror." <laughs> Man in the Mirror. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, I I I heard on the radio today that um, 
because uh, I was going to, I had to mail some stuff. So I was going <laughs> to the post office this morning and um, I heard on the radio that this past week, um, Michael Jackson's music has gone up um, like 1,750%. Yeah, he's the number one yeah. artist on iTunes in like every country right now. So, so. Yeah, he got, um, it went from 3,000 times his songs got played in one week to like 66,000. Yeah. I don't know if the math works out on that, but it was something, it was something outrageous like that. It's a big deal, man. It's like, I mean, I put him up with like Elvis and, uh, Marilyn Monroe and James Dean is like legends that have died that will be remembered, you know? And it'll be interesting to see how time forgives his the latter part of his career eccentricities and things yeah because it does do that because nobody remembers like uh, people don't remember that elvis was kind of a mess when he died you know a bit of a mess yeah yeah. but uh yeah i don't know man i I feel kind of weird because i feel like the you know the news was really harsh to him and mean to him and really you know just loved to see this man kind of go through the ringer and now the all the news uh, chuck d actually wrote something about this wrote an article about this chuck d from public enemy about how this same you know media who really just kind of destroyed this guy are now acting like they're all solemn and dedicated yeah. to him to his memory you know so yeah. kind of a sad situation anybody like that that's in the public eye that can't really deal with their fame i don't know yeah but, no i mean the um, it was it was weird when it happened. Like there was like conflicting reports on the news, and I got a couple text messages of like, did this really happen? Yeah, you know, because at first I thought it was like weird because TMZ broke it was the first I heard of it, and um, and I don't, I mean TMZ, what the fuck, you know, it's like National Enquirer shit, and um, and then there was like, well, he's in a coma, he's not actually, you know, and then you know by. By a certain hour, everybody had kind of agreed. It's just weird how it's weird how the news has changed because I mean, you think ten years ago we wouldn't have known until like that evening that he was dead, or maybe yeah. even that he had been to the hospital at all. And now it's like we knew the news before anyone really knew the news. Yeah, like as yeah. early as possible. But I don't know, man. It's just it's a big deal. It's like a big part of like American pop culture of our you know our generation and. I tell you what, be you know, playing DJing parties and stuff. If you're like losing a crowd, all you have to do is put a Michael Jackson song on, and people will start dancing. Doesn't matter if they like Michael Jackson or not. You know, you play some of those old songs, they will start dancing. That's a double-edged sword right there, too, though. Yeah, because then you have white people doing the Thriller dance and people people trying to dance real hard like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Haven't it's been a while since they've danced in front of the mirror like Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, <laughs> greatest Michael Jackson moment for me is like watching uh, the Motown 25 special, which was the first time he moonwalked and the first time he performed Billie Jean live. And if you've never yeah. seen it, you should Google it because it's just like it gives me goosebumps because the crowd is just like I, I've never seen a crowd that just explosive over something. So they just never seen they'd seen him dance before, but not like that. Yeah, that was in the Jackson 5 movie, which is arguably not only one of the best movies of all time, but right. definitely the bio, best biopic of all time. It is a good it is a good mini series biopic. I really like it. And that moment is in that in that and it's actually like really hype at that moment. Yeah. So. 
yeah. show. It's interesting because McKenzie drinks Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about that. Yeah, Pepsi's um, catching his hair on fire. Hair I remember on fire. when that happened. Yeah, I remember when that happened in the movie. That yeah, I <laughs> you were kind of—I was young, and you were like an embryo. That had to be like eighty-five, probably. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, and so I was two. I remember, <laughs> my, my sister, I think, was crying about it or something. Yeah, really. Oh, Michael. Um. So yeah. Well. So um, we paid our respects there. We really—I mean—we got to talk about Ed McMahon. We can't leave him out. Yes. Well. That's the thing. Everybody's already forgotten about Ed McMahon. Or Ed McMahon, dude. He just he died at the wrong time. He did. You know, see, poor Ed McMahon, but lucky, lucky, lucky governor of South Carolina. <laughs> Mark Sanford. Oh. That's bad timing for everybody else to die, but great timing for him to uh, no-call, no-show at work. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> it's not necessarily what he did in his own personal life, that kind of stuff. As you and I kind of agree, some stuff is probably left best, best left uh, kind of unsaid or like not necessarily um, focused on these 24-hour news networks, you know, talking. They have to pull every little skeleton out. But the fact that you don't show up to work and you don't call anybody – yeah, that's beyond that's me. For, right for, no other job can you do that where you don't show up for four days and you don't call and you still have You show job. up an hour late to McDonald's, they're going to fire you, okay? Get out. We yeah. got these McGriddles we're making. No call, no show. We already called in Jason. Get, you, you don't belong here anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it, just, it blows my mind. I'm from South Carolina. For those of you that don't know, the two of you that don't know, the governor of South Carolina, Mark Sanford, didn't show up for work for four days and didn't tell anybody where he was. Nobody. And he was Nobody. off in Argentina with his mistress. Um, Doing the damn thing. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, and whatever. It's his personal life. is his personal life. The thing that I find hypocritical about him or the thing that bugs me is that he is a hypocrite because he's taken every chance he could get to criticize Bill Clinton and other politicians for their indiscretions um, and called them liars and cheaters and stuff. And um, then he does it himself. So well, there you go. You're gonna go big. I guess so, but I it blows my mind that, that, that all that is beside the point. That that you thought that it would be acceptable for you just to disappear for four days. What if what if there was an emergency in South Carolina? What? Well, yeah. Well, we're due what for if... an earthquake. We are. <laughs> we are. And if something happened, he's the one who has to mobilize the national guard. We'd be like, uh, I'll be home in a few days. I'm in Argentina. I'm just going to finish up my I'll vacation and then come home and take care of them. <laughs> <sighs> He's not doing anything to like allay the the belief that uh, South Carolinians are all morons. So backwards, backwards. backwards. We still they they they're passing laws right now to uh, to make sure that they they uh, they teach the uh, the law of gravity as the theory of gravity. Really? Yeah, because it's not, you know, there. there's other explanations for it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What keeps us on the ground? Well, we're all mildly magnetic. It's, it's God magnets. <laughs> God magnets. <laughs> wow, we are, well, I guess Papa might like this episode. We're, we're talking about the pulse. What's going on? Yeah. We, we, mentioned some we mentioned a, a politician. There we go. We talked about politics. 
Um, <laughs> Ed McMahon, I also want to say on Ed McMahon, Ed McMahon inspired me because I've always wanted to get one of those big checks like he gave away for Publishers Clearinghouse. Booyah. I used to always try to get my sponsors, my kayaking sponsors, to pay me in big checks, and they just kind of laughed at me. Yeah, but, uh, like, oh, that's funny. You're a funny uh, guy. And I, but I was being serious. I want to get a big check. <laughs> I would like to be paid in a big check. Yeah. I had this idea that yeah, you could you could start a TV show where instead of Publishers Clearinghouse, you'd show up at people's houses with a big a big version of their like power bill. Pretend <laughs> <laughs> they think they were winning something, and you like give them their cell phone bill. It's printed Woo! real big. Your bill Pretty is sure. past due. Past due. Final statement. <laughs> Congratulations. You're on national television. <laughs> Woo! Balloons. Yeah. That crazy woman that jumps out of the van too. Yeah. Oh my god. Because it was never, it was never Ed McMahon jumping out of the van. Because I got, he had gotten a little long in the tooth, you know, so he couldn't really do much jumping. Yeah, it wasn't. By the time he reached public, and that's the Ed McMahon that I know. I never saw, you know. Yeah, I wasn't. That the, was a little before my time. Show. The Johnny Carson. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> from the Saturday Night Live skits, but. Um, I'd like to yes, man. And uh, if, if you got anything about Fair Fawcett? Well, the only thing I thought, Farrah Fawcett, she died before Michael Jackson. And, you know, the, the television stations, they scramble to get these, you know, hour-long little documentaries of, you know, in memory of kind of thing, which is, I mean, that's fine. It's that's so hard to say goodbye, <laughs> goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> but, um, but, you know... The day that, that Michael Jackson died, they had a special on him at 9 p.m. and then for her at 10 p.m. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, come on. You know, like, he, not only did you take an extra day to do Fair Faucets, but you got Michael Jackson's on the same day and he gets earlier time slot. I mean, no doubt he is pretty, pretty <coughs> famous. You well, know, what about Charlie's Michael. Angel? What about Feathered Hair? Feathered Hair. Get some feathered hair on here. So yeah. What about you know what my favorite Michael Jackson song is? Uh, I would hope it's "Man in the Mirror." <laughs> no, that's a good one. But I wanna rock with you all night. That's another part of the song. You're getting it wrong. No, it's not. You're getting it wrong. It rhymes with night. Rock, rock you all night. Dance you in the daylight. And that's another part. I think you're, you're wrong. I love that song, uh, Human Nature, too. Why? Why? Tell him that it's human nature. Why? Why? Does he do me that way? <laughs> We've done a lot of singing so far. We did have an idea, just so you guys know, of um, in the future doing a, a musical episode. Where the whole thing is sung. We sing and the entire thing. thing so. Yeah. So if you want to see that, if you want to hear that, if you want your auditory senses stimulated that way, <laughs> write us and tell us. I only like their old stuff at gmail dot com. You both, you know, that both of us can sing, really. Not only that, but we have um, a lot of show tunes in our uh, catalog yeah. of songs that we can sing. Um, and, and I have the ones that he doesn't have, and he has the Joey specializes in cats. <laughs> yeah. Memories. I specialize in, 
in 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 the producers and Les Misérables. So, you know, any of those songs, I could go through. I could go see Les Mis today and know every word to the entire play yeah. and be able to sing along. Although wow. I wouldn't be that guy. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't wear my Les Mis shirt to <clears throat> the show and sing along with the actors, but I would be brought to tears upon the first note sung. So. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> show tunes. <laughs> show tunes. So I've been eating a lot of oatmeal. Oh. Uh, I never uh, ate it as a kid. I, I never liked the texture of it. And um, Dude, I had the oatmeal at your house when I stayed at your house and you weren't there. And, man, you got shitty oatmeal. What are you talking it's about? The low, so, the low sugar, low sodium kind. Ugh, well, terrible. that was the kind that Kenzie got. I got, I got the real deal this time. I got, I went, out, I went out to the grocery store, and of course, you know, I mean, you buy a box of oatmeal, that's going to last you like a, you know, maybe even two weeks, because you're not going to eat oatmeal every morning. Yeah. You're going to switch it up. You're going to get some eggs one morning, some, some, some total raisin bran another morning, and then, and maybe the third morning you'll have some oatmeal. But you don't really do it back to back. At least I don't, because I'm still getting into it. And um. But 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 they had they were selling three boxes for nine dollars. So obviously I went with the deal. So I've got enough oatmeal to last me till Thanksgiving. Forever, I, man. The fruit and cream oatmeal is the best. I don't want to do sweet. I don't. I, love I don't. It. I don't like sweet in the morning. You like it to taste like just mush. Well, it just tastes like nothing. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> I put I put fruit in it. Uh, oh. How cosmopolitan of you! <laughs> well, well, I know. put fresh fruit. I put put a gr- organic, gr- organically grown strawberries in it. <laughs> it's actually blueberries. Fixed them myself. They were organic. No, so. get out of here! You're so soft. Organic in my belly now. We've been doing a lot. Well, we'll get to this later in in our new. We have a new question to ask ourselves today. Part of this segment uh, was the hype segment, so look forward to that. <clears throat> yeah. And we'll explain that when we get there. Um, what to talk about? Um, yeah, actually, I think we're getting ready to move on to the next segment. So we're going to do uh, what you've been listening to? Yeah. Well, I've been listening to, just like everybody else in the world, I've been listening to some Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Doing that, but in addition to that, uh, this guy that uh, I sort of have rediscovered, named uh, Luke L O U Q U E. Oh God! Um, don't know God. Well, that's his name, name, man. That's like his Luke, last name. Yeah, you're right. Luke is a great name. I'm not hating on the name Luke, but Luke is spelled L U K E. Well, that's how I know, spelled. but I think that's his last name. You can't tell the man not to spell his last name the way it's been spelled for years. I'm not telling him. I'm okay. telling his parents. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, this guy, you know him. Well, there's a lot of music people that misspell names. A lot of people everywhere that's like, oh, let me spell it different. Well, you're not that different. Just spell your fucking name. Yeah, you should really tell them. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Just spell it properly. This guy Luke, I'll put his uh, I'll put his link to his MySpace on the Twitter feed. Um, he's kind of a singer songwriter. He's from New Orleans, and uh, he's got kind of that New Orleans flavor in a lot of his songs, and it's pretty good. I was first exposed to him a couple years ago from a Bonnaroo CD that you had, Groove, that yeah. you got for free. 
Yeah, I did. I got it for free. Uh, but, let me put it. Let me <clears throat> say something about Bonnaroo, okay? Um, because a lot, a lot of people go to Bonnaroo, and um, and I had a friend that used to work at Bonnaroo. Yeah. or whatever worked there for, for like the first five or six years. Yeah. Um, well, what, it started in 2002. I think the last year she worked there was 2007. Yeah. And every year she would give, they would get, you know, all the swag shirts and everything, like Bonnaroo staff or, like, the, the pirated Bonnaroo shirts that they would confiscate. Yeah. They they just got, t- if you work at Bonnaroo, apparently you get a ton of free stuff that's all, like, kind of janky. Because these, like, pirated shirts were, like, tie-dye. Yeah. And they had, like, the silk screen on them. But the silk screen was, like, the crappy kind that it's, like, it doesn't really fold that well. It holds its mold real yeah, well on your like thick, your tummy. Yeah. yeah, it's too thick, so it's an uncomfortable shirt to wear. So I've got I had at one point like ten Bonnaroo t-shirts, and I'd never been because I don't. That's not my scene, and I'm not even. I'll go to a music festival and I'll enjoy myself, but I'm not going to go to that. You know, huge. You know. Sleep in you a puddle of mud. Say. Yeah. yeah, and um, and probably go watch puddle of mud on one of the side <laughs> stages. <laughs> uh, I like what you did with that. <laughs> yeah, but the um, but so every time, and there's this. I got one of the. I've saved maybe two or three of the Bonnaroo shirts because I like the way they fit or whatever. And because uh, I'm fairly particular about how a t-shirt fits me, mm-hmm. I, I want it to fit properly. And um. And I've got one, and, and I, I wear it now, and I don't even think of it as, like, the Bonnaroo shirt. I think of it as, like, oh, the shirt's red, and I like the way it fits. It's a comfortable shirt. It's a good T-shirt, high quality. And um, and it wasn't one of the uh, the, the, the pirated ones. It was a, um, a staff shirt. Yeah. And so I go, and, like, I, I just went out to eat some lunch just this past week uh, with Delaney. We were on our way to go play some disc golf. And um, and I was standing in line, and it never fails, dude. Every fucking time I wear the shirt, somebody says, "Oh yeah, buddy. Oh yeah, it was a great year." Yeah, Should go to the roof. They call it the roof. Yeah, the roof. Well, this one guy that was making the sandwich was like, "Oh yeah, I saw so and so there that year. It was a great year. It was a really good show. What'd you think?" And I just look at. Every time I just look at them, I'm like, oh, I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a stat. And sometimes they're like, oh, you worked, Bonnaroo. How was that? Like, yeah, I it was great because I didn't go. For sure. Oh, fuck that. Well, check this dude Luke out. He's got some good stuff. And the, the reason. I'm not. I've, I've even actually. <laughs> I don't mean to go too far on something. <laughs> but the guy, Ashley Caps. Okay, there's a guy, Ashley Caps. And he's the, he's the guy that started. AC Entertainment, and AC Entertainment is headquarters in Knoxville, and they they specialize in underserved markets, you know, getting um, good musical venues uh, or musical acts that come to underserved markets, and they're the ones that started Bonnaroo, and and this guy came and spoke at my college, and um, about the story of AC Entertainment, how he got into it and everything, it was really, he's a cool dude and everything like that. And, um, and you know, lately in the past couple of years, they've been getting some big names to headline Bonnaroo. Like they got Radiohead and they've had like ACDC, I believe. And, um, you know, this year was, was Nine Inch Nails and they had Jane's Addiction. These the types of bands that are not um, traditional music festival bands, mm-hmm. you know, that are not like the nudely jam bands. Yeah. And there was this asshole 
in the audience. Um, Cause after he got done speaking, he opened it up for questions. And this fucking kid in the audience was like, well, what do you say to the people that, that, that claim that, you know, Bonnaroo has left its roots and is trying to go for the MTV crowd, trying to get big name artists to come out, and it's not really staying true to like the jam band real musical scene. Some kid actually said that, or something like that. And this <laughs> this guy Ashley Cat stood there stone cold and was like, "What are you talking about? I'm the one that started this." He's like, "It will be what I want it to be. I'm not leaving any kind of roots or anything like that." He totally perfect. Yeah, I'd have beat the crap out of that kid right there. I would have just <laughs> beat like, the snot out of him. Apparently, there's some music festival over in England that like people don't even know the lineup and the tickets sell out. Oh, like all the major ones, like Glastonbury and... Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so that's what he he was talking about, it wanting to be like that, where it's like, it's just music, you know? You you know that you're going to see some good music. Mm -hmm. Um, So props for that, but still, I'm I'm not Well, I just want to say that I'm hyping this dude, Luke, up, because A, I like his music, but B, he's letting me use some of his music in uh, this surf kayaking video I'm making, and he's been really cool about it, so, uh, you know, like to support independent artist so check him out buy some of his stuff you send him a link to you should send him a link to episode 10 i will after all we've done for you the title comes from the fact that we had so many listens on episode eight and then we finally do the music episode on episode nine and ain't nobody downloaded so after all we've done for you we already talked about that oh yeah we covered that in the beginning yeah that's what i said yeah Okay. So what are you listening to? Uh, I'm I'm not really listening too much at the moment because I've been uh, been so busy. But I did pull out all my old C. Uh, like I've got in my car, I can load up six CDs at one time, and I've had the same six in the car for way too long. So I finally pulled them all out and stuck a bunch of new ones in there. And um, um, I've been listening to I listened to Doctor Dog. Which is a buddy just of mine. the worst name for a band ever. Well, the thing is, I thought it, I just assumed because it was Doctor Dog that it was like rap. No. And at the time that my buddy gave it to me, I I wasn't listening to rap. I go in phases with that, you know, like listen to strictly hip hop for like a month. Yeah. And then I won't listen to it for an, another month or two or whatever. And uh, so I didn't listen to it when he gave it to me because I thought it was like going to be some dude rhyming over beats. And it's not at all <laughs> that. It's a band. And they're like indie rock band or whatever. They're pretty good. But I also have, um, as we talked about in the music episode, um, my favorite album, the best or none album of all time is Astral Weeks. And I've got um, Van Morrison just recently went on tour with his band, and they performed that album from beginning to end um, for each live show they did. It was just an Astral Weeks tour. Yeah. And and they've, they did release a recording of that, a live recording of that, and I've got that in with CD player as well. Dude, but, i, I got to say, that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I meant to text you about this, but I got Astral Weeks and definitely – recognized that I had listened to it several times before, just at other people's houses and things, you know? Sort of that thing yeah. I talked about before, that a lot of people, that's like the kind of album that people will play when you're just at their house for, like, dinner or something, mm-hmm. you know? Just mm-hmm. playing in the background when people are making food or whatever. Um, yeah. And I, I'm hyped on it. I really like it a lot. It's so yeah, it's good. It's really good. 
Yeah. It's just good music. It makes you feel like laid back, calm stuff. It's, it's good. That's awesome. I'm glad you got it. That's at least one person from listening to it got it. You know, I mean, the um, most important person, if you will. Well, pra- oh, yeah. with me as always. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even yeah. introduce us this week. No, you I'm Jay Hope. Hey. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay. So, are we ready to go on to what's the hype? Yeah. Um, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Uh, you took what have you been listening to, so I'll start this out. Um, for me, what the hype is, is uh, getting back into playing disc golf. Yeah. Um, been pl- I've played like three times in the past ten days. I'm going to play tomorrow um, with these guys, you know, our friends of ours that live in the in the Research Triangle. And um, there's a couple of things that are fun about disc golf. You know, I mean, for the most part, it's fun to go out and throw some plastic at some metal and enjoy being outside. Um, the only problem is this heat that's going on right now, it's like a thousand degrees and the humidity is like a hundred percent. So nature mocks me a little bit and, and had to, to number one hater there. Hating as, as always, uh, Owen said that nature mocks me considering the amount of sweat, um, that I produce that the instant that I step outside, I begin sweating yeah. from head to toe. And, um, We've already explained kind of the, the nature of what disc golf is on episode seven. So if you don't know what it is, listen to episode seven. Um, but I've, um, yeah, so I've been getting back into it. You know, back in the day, a couple of years ago, it was like five years ago, I would play every single day. And I got to the point where I was, you know, kind of competitive and I would enter tournaments, you know, and play, not, not play at the pro level, but they've got different, you know, like intermediate, beginner, intermediate, and amateur, and then, you know, pro. And uh, I would play an intermediate, and I never really won, but I did pretty well. And um, so I've been getting back into it, and it's fun. And it's fun to be reminded of all those things that come with playing disc golf because there's different people that play it, and they're very specific. And my favorite is what I call baggers. And these are the guys that go out there with um, – it's like a back – it's got two straps. Yeah. But it, it goes horizontal across the small of their back, kind of like Owen's tattoo. Yeah. And they have like what looks Dang. like a vinyl collection of, uh, of discs. They have more discs in their bag than shots they take on an 18-hole course. Like you, even if you used a different disc for every shot, you still would not – play with all the discs that you have yeah. toting around with you. And my, I, I've seen guys, actually a buddy of mine has this. He has a little fold-out stool <laughs> for his bag. Oh, he carries the stool, he sets it down, and he sets the bag on it. So he does it's, so it's easier. It's so right, bad. Disc golf <laughs> aficionados are just insufferable. I love just going out and just screwing around. Like, I'm not very yeah. good at it. Sometimes I get lucky. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just like it's fun. Disc golf is fun and it's cheap. You can go out and buy one disc and go out and play. You don't have green fees or any of that sort of thing you have in golf. Just go out and screw around with your buddies, and that's why I do it. But then always there's some dude who comes up and is like, "You need to play in a tournament and blah blah blah." And disc golf nerd. Oh what? What are you throwing there? Oh that 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 explains your hyzer. I'm just gonna start throwing my disc at them when they say things like that. Those yeah. things will hurt. Like the Slice and and whatever the other term for ball golf when it goes the other way. Um, and, and this golf is called hi- yeah. hook and slice. Yeah, it's hyzer and anheiser, which really you could just say, oh, shit, it curved to the left real hard. 
<laughs> you know, like why I you got to say a terms. Yeah, I need some real pro terms. So there's those guys, the baggers that get out there. And to be honest with you, you could be pretty good with three discs, a driver, a mid-range, and a putter. I mean, you could you could be all right. You know, you, if you get real good and you know your disc, whether or not it hides hand, Anheuser, whether or not it holds its line, yeah. all that kind of stuff. If you get a disc that fit you real well, you can do, be all right. But, they, you know, these guys that have so many discs, and then the, they're not even – you know, that, I mean, they're, they're good. You know, some of them are really good, but a lot of them, they carry those bags out there to just be baggers. Yeah. You know, just be like, look at what I got. Oh, you know, I got that championship firebird, whatever. So there's those, and then there's the um, the pond fishers, because there's a lot of holes, or a lot of courses have one water hole, and um, or they're near a body of water, and one of the holes is at the end of the water, or something like that, you know. And there's these people that go out there, and they'll spend hours out in the water with their shoes off and their their shorts rolled up, just fishing for discs. And it's like, I actually um, this last time when we I went out to play with Delaney, the um, I, I had an old disc with me that I didn't really care about much, and we got to the water hole, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just throw this disc. Whereas if I had thrown the disc that I really wanted to throw, I would have gotten it over the water, but since I threw this crappy disc, it it <laughs> it went in the water. It actually skipped on the water for a little while, and then it got near the shore, and so I wasn't that worried about it, but there were people there that were already fishing in the water. Yeah. We didn't know they were there. They were, like, around a tree, and we ha- I hadn't ever played the course before. And so um, it was a little embarrassed because that's bad etiquette to throw into somebody. But these guys, you know, they were pond fishers, so fuck them. And, um, and it, these, like, just, just dirty, dirty hippie guys, you know, out there in the pond, like, searching for their for discs and stuff. And the guy had pulled out, like, six discs from the water. And um, and I tried to fish mine out with the stick, but I couldn't see it because he had made the pond so muddy from walking around in it mm. that I had searched for like five minutes. And for me, being a lazy asshole that I am and already sweating profusely, like by the time I hit like hole 16, I'm just ready to finish. And, uh, and I don't want to, I don't, if I lose a disc, I, I kind of surrender that and I'm like, fuck it. You know, if I, if I can't find it within five or seven minutes, then I'm, I'm going to let it go. And I couldn't fish this disc for the life of me out of the water. And I'd lost it. You know, at one point I had it and then I'd lost it. And so I told the guy who had gotten out of the water and putting his shoes back on, I was like, man, if you go in there and get it, it's yours. Yeah. And uh, he was with some friends. And so he went in and got it, gave it to his buddy and his buddy tried to give it back to me, but I didn't really want it. But I didn't want to like have that awkward, like, no, seriously, you take it. And it'd be like, obviously the disc sucked and I didn't want it. And um, so they turned around to watch their buddy get back out of the water, and I just kind of set it down on the ground. should have thrown it back in the pond. (laughs) Just throw it right back in the pond. Watch that guy's face melt. (laughs) Throw it way out deep. So, you know, um, there's there's those types of people. But, okay, so this, I'll just say this, and I'll shut up. We were um, were playing at this course, and it's around a, um, like, a little baseball field. Yeah. And there's apparently, like, a men's, baseball league like overhand pitch not softball but like baseball yeah. and uh we were putting at this one hole that was right by the parking lot yeah and the parking lot was just full of like tough guy trucks mm-hmm. all of them like modded out some had spoilers on them and all these paneling and all this kind of stuff and i hear the aluminum crack and i look up at the parking lot and i see a baseball 
come zooming in at a million miles an hour and hit right above the wheel of uh, this red Dodge Dakota, and it left a dent in the truck that was visible from 40 yards away. And we were the closest to the baseball, but I was not about to go and pick up that baseball and throw it back in because I did not want to be the guy with the baseball in his hand when the owner of the truck saw that it was his truck that was dented. Yeah. Uh, but it was the first time I'd ever seen something like that. I mean, like, how often do you see a car get dented? Yeah. You know, so it was a Shine trip. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to getting back into it, though, and playing on a regular I hadn't basis played in forever, man. I miss it. I want to play again. Not to get, get back fun. into it. It's fun, yeah. All right, uh, not the hype. What's not the hype? You haven't said what your hype is. Did I? Oh, no. I didn't say what my hype. I talked for like 20 minutes about disc golf that nobody cares about, so it's your turn. Oh, yeah. Better be good. How about that. Uh, my what's the hype is uh, Shaq going to Cleveland. Shaq's been traded <laughs> from Phoenix to Cleveland. Why is that funny? It's just Shaq is funny. He is funny. You should follow Shaq on Shaq. Twitter, the real Shaq. He's hilarious. He tweets some funny stuff. Um, I'm excited about it because I like Shaq because Shaq was like a rookie when I first started really following basketball back when I was you know in middle school or whatever. When I started really following the NBA playoffs, right? Um, <laughs> but I mean, he was like the big, the big hype back then, you know. And he's kind of, he's like the last man standing from that era. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I liked Phoenix a lot, but they've really just dismantled their team. I feel bad for Steve Nash because I really want him to win a championship, but they've kind of just taken that team apart. So I'm glad to see Shaq go somewhere where he can. I think he can make a difference. I'd like to see LeBron win a title. Um, I'm still going to pull for the Celtics because I've gotten into that team, but it looks like they're going to break them up too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I might be m- watching more uh, Cleveland games, you know. Shaq's going to grow a, a new style of beard for his move. Yeah, I'm just wondering what he's going to be because when he went to uh, Phoenix, he was calling himself the big cactus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the big Aristotle. The big Aristotle. He's gonna be like yeah, the big that's... rock and roll Hall of Fame or something. <laughs> the big hard rock. Yeah. That's what it'll be. The um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'd, I wish I could go to a home game to see what they do before the game starts because Shaq always got something real fun for the fans. His pregame ritual and LeBron's real good at that too. Some kind of, they're, they're gonna both be doing some crazy dances and stuff. They're gonna pull their ACLs doing some crazy dance before the uh, <laughs> before the game, taking pictures like Shaq did, like human bowling. And LeBron does like a photo session, like a fake imaginary photo session with his team before the game starts, that kind of thing. That's some hype, yeah, though. Be... I think it's gonna, it might put that team over the top, and you know, they're... Well, yeah, they'll win a championship, and LeBron will leave. Yeah, LeBron will go to New York. Well, uh, yeah, he'll go play for. But the dude, Knicks. if he wins a championship for Cleveland, this you know, the city of Cleveland has had no championships in for God knows how long. If he wins yeah. a championship, he he can he'll be able to go. Then we'll be there. He'll get the key to the city. He will. He'll be like, uh, just mail it to me. I'll be in New York. <laughs> yeah, what does it actually open up? Nothing. So, yeah. I don't know. So, that's, that's my hype. A little basketball hype. I hope LeBron and Shaq both get involved with politics after they're done. LeBron. LeBron. Okay. What's, so, what's not the hype? Um, not the hype is, uh, for me, is getting old. I realize I'm like 31 now, and someone told me that the the warranty runs out at 30, and now I'm starting to really believe that. 
Yeah, I read somewhere that's when your cells start to die. Well, I believe it, because I'm just not healing the way I used to, you know? Like, I used to yeah. be able to fall off the top of, like, a 20-story building and <laughs> land on my stomach, you know, and just, like, knock the wind out of me. I'd get up and brush it off and be like, oh, that was terrible. And now, like, I just turn over in bed and I pull a muscle in my neck. But uh, I realized I was getting old because my girlfriend has two kids. They're, uh, they're three and five. Um, and one of them's almost six. But um, two little girls, and the now that we've all been doing stuff together, hanging out together, part of the sort of daily ritual when I come to see them is uh, later on in the day, I push them around in this little purple car, yes. which they love. And Yeah, obviously. It's, it's, it's hot as hell outside. Yeah. And so I sweat profusely and feel like I'm going to pass out a lot of times. Nice. And, of course, once is never enough. Um, it's given me appreciation of what my father went through because he's the kind of dad that would do that sort of thing, and I'm the kind of kid that would want to do it over and over again, you know? Yeah. And I realize now that the excuses he used to make, like, uh, why don't we go inside? I realize <laughs> what he was trying to do with that now. It's all coming yeah. back to me. But, um, yeah, so the problem with pushing the car is there's only one seat in the car, so one of the kids has to wait. And, of course, that doesn't go over too well sometimes. Um, and uh, so they realized the other day that they could actually, one of them could ride on my back while I pushed the other one in the car. Yeah. And so I wound up for the last 30 minutes of being there uh, with one on my back piggyback riding and the other one in the car, me pushing it around and feeling like I was going to pass out. Uh, they don't really have the whole piggyback thing down yet, so they don't really understand that they really need to hold on tight. So I'm balancing one of them on my back, yeah, which further complicates the situation. And I, I woke up the next morning, and I felt like I had a kidney stone again. And I realized it was because it was a tiny knee being kneed into my back over and over again. And my kidney was bruised. <laughs> and it still hurts. It's a week later, and it still hurts. But Well, I, that's preparing you for MMA. Yeah, really. I'm ready to be ready to fight <laughs> Owen. Yeah, he's 31 as well, right? Yeah, he is 31. He may as well be 40. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, getting old, not the hype. Yeah, that sucks. But you're not... Obviously, the same as it's always been, cats and dogs. Cats and dogs, yeah. Cats and dogs. Next. Next. Um... Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is the new sort of... What everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, you're all anticipating this. You've sat through uh, long discussions of nothing for this. Um, this is our new bit, our new hype section, our new addition to the hype section, and it's called. Uh, I'm calling it "Hype Still Out," like the jury's still out. Which probably it really does complete our hype section. Right, it's the triumvirate. Yeah. What's the yeah. hype? What's not the hype? And hype still out. And this is something that looks like it could possibly be hype, and people are already have some pre-hype about it, but may not turn out to be hype. So that's how we're gonna. That's where we're gonna define that. Yeah. It may or may not be hype. We don't, we don't know yet. Hype's still if up. it if it winds up being hype, we get the credit. And if it it winds up being shitty, well, we said the hype's still out on it. So. Yeah, and the hype's still out on this segment too. So we'll see. <laughs> hype's still out on the hype's still out. So uh, the hype. The, the, my thing is, uh, there's been a lot of pictures going around from this movie that I'm about to talk about, and. Okay. Um, it's a Tim Burton movie, oh. and I really like Tim Burton myself. I like his style, his visual style and everything. 
Nah, visionary director. Oh, shut up. Nah. And the other thing is, uh, it's uh, it's an interpretation of Alice in Wonderland, which I love. It's one of my favorite books. Loved it as a kid, studied it in school, loved the illustrations and stuff. Um, so Tim Burton's doing a version of Alice in Wonderland, and as you can imagine, it's kind of twisted. And There's these photos that have been released, these kind of pre-production photos. And I don't really know what to think of about them. Kind of like I kind of think they look cool, but they also are really like digitally painted and stuff, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's going to be. So hype's still out on that. You wanna, What's your? Uh, you want to know? What do you think? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's going to suck. Alice in Wonderland's going to suck. Yeah, because it's Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. <sighs> Done. Don't understand Done. why you don't Quit. like. Quit telling the party line for Tim Burton. He's not that cool. I'm not saying he's that cool, but I like his style. I like his movies. And I like Johnny Depp. He's my favorite actor, so. Well, you just hate on him because he's popular. Because people like him. He has talent. Uh, he doesn't. No. Okay. The guy's got talent. He's definitely got talent, but he doesn't have as much talent as people give him credit for. That's That's it. That's all I need to say. And I know, I mean, this is just as much heresy as saying I don't like the Beatles. Yeah, man, but um, like before he was in that pirate movie. Everybody that loves Johnny Depp and and Tim Burton. They love them, but they can't necessarily explain why. They just it's a huge fucking bandwagon, and people just blindly follow Tim Burton in the pits of mediocrity. That's that's oh, it. You're such a hater. But I do like the pictures. I'm not gonna lie. I do like the pictures, and it's cool. It's not. It's not the original Alice in Wonderland story. It's like Alice later in life, and I'm fine with that. I mean. You know, if you're going to redo something these days, it seems like you got to take a different storyline, like Star Trek and whatnot, you know? Yeah. So maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it'll be hype. I'm, but fuck Tim Burton. Fuck him. Oh. Hype's still out. Maybe you should get Seth Rogen in that movie. Just make it complete. Oh, no Beatles soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that Beatles movie where they had some fucking... Across know, the Universe? Yeah, awesome. Uh, let's uh, not get on that. Okay, fine. What's your uh, uh, What's your hype still out? Hype still out on soy substitute products. Uh, Mackenzie has gotten out and gotten tons, just filled up the house with soy. Because she's not products. eating meat now, and you're not eating meat. Because yeah, there. Yeah, therefore I'm not eating meat. We'll We'll still eat some fish. So soft. Oh, hypocrites. Mackenzie, it started with the soy bacon. Mm-hmm. And I and I had it and actually uh, I follow this um, on Twitter I follow the Ministry of Bacon mm-hmm. and I, I I put that question out there because I was munching on some soy bacon and it tastes it it tastes delicious but it's yeah. not bacon it doesn't necessarily taste exactly like bacon but if you haven't had bacon in a minute then you might think that soy bacon kind of tastes like bacon yeah you know what I'm saying and so I asked. If soy if soy bacon or turkey bacon for that matter was bacon, they said no, absolutely not. At best, it's a substitute, but bacon is bacon. You know, turkey bacon is definitely not bacon. Right, turkey we've been through that, not, but yeah. but then so then it got to like um, some other products like these soy buffalo wings, which once again delicious, but they're so tiny. They're like they they're like the size of your thumb. Yeah. If you like hit your thumb with a hammer and it swelled up, that's that's the size of these buffalo wings. And and so it's like it's all alright and it's tolerable and that kind of thing. But then we get to two nights ago, uh made some, some beef stroganoff with, 
the soy substitute, like stuff that has the look of ground beef. Not yeah. it has the texture of like rubber. Yeah, and and it tasted like uh, I felt like I was Oliver Twist eating gruel in the uh, in the orphanage. More? You know? Can I, please, sir? Can I have some more? More? <laughs> you want more? So it was, um, and <laughs> I was about to throw away the leftovers, and Mackenzie was like, "No, no, no, save it." <laughs> and so I just uh, saved it, but um, definitely avoided that in the fridge. <laughs> she, yeah. she wound up eating the rest of it last night. I was impressed that she, um, she even made. I mean, she made a comment of like, oh, "This isn't really that good, is it?" And I was like, oh, "No, it's, it's all right. It's, uh, it's, it's food." <laughs> I mean, I'm eating it. I couldn't finish. The thing about me is like, I, it doesn't matter how much is on my plate. I'll I'll clean my plate. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time in recent memory that I did not actually finish everything on Man, my plate. It must have been really bad. <laughs> I did not finish it. So the, um, yeah, it's all about the preparation with that stuff. Like Spencer makes sausage quite a bit. His wife's a, a veggie, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's Which, pretty it's good when he makes soy it. Soy sausage. Not that's part of like why the hype's still out on this because I don't I don't like saying sausage. Sausage. Why not? Because it's, that's just kind of like, that goes in with like, I'm a vegetarian. Alright, <laughs> like, well, it's soy so sausage, it's, and it's delicious if it's made right, I mean, if it's like prepared right. Mm-hmm. It tastes pretty good. It tastes like sausage. Well, we're getting, huh. we're, we've got some of that. Well, you'll probably be hyped on that. I don't, well, I can't speak for the bacon. I mean, I like food, you know, so I'm going to eat it. But I surely hope that it's not the fucking gruel that we had. <laughs> I'm about to make a big ham sandwich mm. in just a minute. So. Speaking of with pigs. A, with not soy ham. So weigh in. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Let us know whether or not you invest in soy products or uh, you think that they're a horrible alternative. It is definitely soft. Yeah, it's totally. You've gotten so soft. I've gotten really soft. I can't, I can't even deny it. I'm. Yeah. You know, we got a big day. We're going to Home Depot. <laughs> yep, that's about what it's like. So. Oh, I know that it's. Uh, I'm going to be soft too. So. Yeah. It's waiting for everyone. All right. Well, let's move on to grab bag this week. We're going to try something new. It uh, comes sometimes from. Um, it, it does come from a place that's happened before. Uh, it's a little word association. Uh, we're going to call it One Thing Leads to Another. One Thing Leads to Another. But you don't even know that song, so that I reference is lost on you. Lost on me and everybody else that listens to it. Oh, before we finish, though, before we do a little grab bag, actually, we'll start grab bag with a shout-out to a listener who asked for a shout-out, who's staying at the arrogantly shabby Pauly's Island, South Carolina, this week. Arrogantly shabby. And his name is Ellison. And so we'll start this. And, uh, he white. He wheezy. <laughs> I'll start. Ellison. Uh, champion. LeBron. <laughs> Cleveland. Cavaliers. <laughs> Awful <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> Orlando Magic. Terrible team. Pinstripes. Stan Van Gundy. Wario. 
Nintendo. Mario Party. Awful game. Board game. Monopoly. Life. Cereal. Checks mix. <laughs> Christmas time. Neil Diamond. <laughs> Greatest entertainer of all time. Neil Diamond. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Brown Eyed Girl. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it. Vin Diesel. That's cool. That was horrible. Let's try it again. You start. Um, chicken salad. Tomato salad. Um... Tomato salad. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> <laughs> I feel on the spot with this. I know. Um, George Washington. Wooden teeth. <laughs> wooden teeth? Yeah. Isn't that the claim? George Washington had wooden teeth? No, oh, yeah, he did. Splinters. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Leonardo. Donatello. Raphael. Michelangelo. The terrible turtle. <laughs> Snapping turtle. Um, dinosaur. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. I just watched Mrs. Doubtfire the other day, and when the father, whoever Robin Williams' character's name is, is standing in the television production company. He's wa- he's watching the guy do uh, the children's show, and it's the guy talking about dinosaurs, and he makes fun of uh, the producer. He's like, what idiot would have this guy on the show? And the guy's like, me. Let's have dinner. <laughs> so, yep. That was a horrible grab bag. We won't do that again. Uh, you won't know until you try. Terrible segment. But I guarantee you, not nearly as terrible as the episode we recorded yesterday. Yeah. And with that, after all we've done for you, episode 10, we're signing off. Out. Yeah. Check out the Twitter feed, damn it. <laughs> uh, Twitter.com backslash IOLTOS. I only like the old stuff at gmail.com. You can check us out on iTunes at I only like their old stuff or on our website. I only like their old stuff.com. Thanks a lot for Kevin DeLeon, Kevin DeLeon photography.com, helping us out with the website and getting us up on iTunes. And hopefully next week we'll have a guest. Will we? Yeah. Okay. It's between two different people. All right. Yeah. So look forward to that. Another guest appearance. Sure to be awesome. Sure to disappoint. <laughs> That's it for green. All right. Thanks.